Well, good morning, everyone. And that was a good introduction, Brother Don. What a great privilege for me to come to Kirby Free World Baptist Church again after eight years. Uh, time goes so very fast, and then you have beautiful facilities, and I knew uh, you were going to have it. Uh, and uh, your pastor and I known each other almost 12 years. Uh, 12 years ago, actually, I came up to Michigan for the first time, and I went to a pastor's uh, retreat, cold winter uh, time. I still remember. <laughs> and uh, I came back. I love your state. I love wonderful Free World Baptist churches here in the state of Michigan. And I'm a Korean. And as uh, Brother Don introduced me, and as you look, uh, you can recognize I'm not an American. <laughs> Why? Because of the size of my nose. <laughs> little smaller. little smaller than yours. I don't know why, when I was in Korea, a little boy, Americans used to be called big nose guys. <laughs> I remember the night I was saved, the Brother Don mentioned, the missionary to Korea had a big nose. And I never forget that man, he gave his testimony, and he came back to Korea as a missionary. And the first rally of a youth for Christ, a cold winter evening, and I got saved. And uh, he was preaching, uh, pointing me all the way through. I was sitting way back there. I never met him before. But uh, he said, God loves you, young man. And Jesus died for you, young man. And he said, if you, young man, come to know Jesus Christ tonight, you're going to be a child of God. You know, something like that. I, I, you know, never met him, but I wondered how he knew everything in my heart. But the Holy Spirit began to move and convict me, and invitation was given, and I just jumped up and ran to the front. Nobody asked me to do that, but by the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And that evening, I gave my heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. My sins were forgiven. My name was written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. And God has called me to preach. I was born in a small countryside. Uh, actually, there was no church. Thank God now, the church uh, has been there for 20 five years, 20 years, and my sister goes to that church, and at a time, I never heard the name of Jesus, never seen the Bible, but when I was in high school, I began to attend the church. It was very good, but for three years in high school, I've been attending church every service, but I was not saved. Came up to Seoul for college. Almost whole year went by. I was attending church, but I was not saved. But that evening, for the first time, I saw American soldiers in uniform, young men on the street. They were passing out something which was a gospel track. Think of them. You know, they are in foreign country, far away from America, cold winter evening, Saturday evening, they came out the street, passed out the gospel tracks. I never forget the title of the gospel tracks as a gospel plan of salvation. 
One side English, the other side in Korean. I was hungry, cold. Actually, I was wandering on the street because no hope, no help, no place to go. <laughs> and then I followed him upstairs. And I still remember, a little smaller than this auditorium, a lot of people were there. They were singing and praising the Lord, beautiful like you did. And, uh, 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 you know, somebody jumped up, said, I'm glad I'm saved. And somebody said, I'm glad my name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm glad because of my sins are forgiven. Something like that, short and hot testimonies. What a great opportunity. God brought me in and heard the message of Jesus Christ and saved. Thank God. Because of that evening, my decision, God has called me to preach and used me in Korea and here in America with Free World Baptist for the last 12 years with the home mission department as a Korean missionary, as a Korean director of cross-cultural ministry. Never heard of Free World Baptist, but let me tell you, we have 14 Korean Free World Baptist churches here in North America now. Praise the Lord. And, and I, thank you. I'd like to have more. I should say that we should have 140 Korean Free World Baptist churches. I, I hope and pray that way someday. But anyway, uh, I'm getting older. Since uh, eight years ago, I was a little younger. Uh, uh, probably you cannot imagine my, uh, guess my age, but I, I, I really don't care. I'm 39. <laughs> my wife and I have been married for 44 years, 45 years, and four wonderful children, one girl and three boys, and two of my boys are preachers. Pastors, one in Southern California, one in uh, uh, Washington, D.C. area. And then, uh, thank God, I'm a blessed person. And we are blessed, amen? Oh, I'm blessed already with a beautiful, wonderful music touched my heart. This morning, I'm going to preach about the love of God in Christ Jesus. Title is kind of long, The Love of God in Christ Jesus. Text is found from the uh, book of Romans, uh, chapter 8, uh, verses uh, uh, 31 uh, to the end of the uh, scriptures. Uh, I don't speak English very good. Already you uh, uh, noticed my uh, pronunciation, uh, but very good news I have for you, and I very fortunately speak English with a southern accent. Why? Because I'm from South Korea. <laughs> Everything, certain is good. Certain cooking, certain hospitality, certain music. <laughs> Everything certain is good. Amen. Uh, but I'm here not as a Korean. Let me tell you, not as a Korean, but I'm here as one of your brothers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, I'm a full blood brother. Don't you think so? Why? Because I was redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. My sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. You are born in God's family. I was born in God's family. We are brothers and sisters. Think of the love of God brought us together as brothers and sisters. All right. My name is Paul Park, uh, as you know, introduced already. So I'm going to preach... Uh, Five-point message. 
all five point message in the whole morning, but I have to quit because the second service, 11 o'clock. I have to speak twice. Uh, okay, I'm not going to read the whole text, but the Romans uh, 8, verses 31 through the end of the uh, uh, chapter. What shall then we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? You know, Apostle Paul, of course, he's author of the book of Romans, and uh, we don't have any argumentation because we know. Uh, he himself said that the, uh, he's author of a book of Romans. Some years ago, I heard very strange, you know, a story. Two young men go to two different churches, and then they found out uh, uh, for youth group, they have a Bible study book of Romans. And one guy asked the other guy, how far uh, are you going, a book of Romans? And the other guy said that, oh, we didn't get in start yet, even though three months went, went on. Why? Because they were still debating and talking about who is author of the book of Romans. <laughs> Crazy guys, you know. <laughs> the Bible says, he, Apostle Paul himself, he is the author of the book of Romans. And the other guy said, oh, that's too bad. We, we are in the middle of the book of Romans already. For three months, they're still talking about who wrote the book of Romans. You know, sometimes some liberal people think that way. But thank God, we free world Baptist people believe this is the Bible. God is the author of the book. Amen. God says, you and I believe it, it is settled. No problem. Amen. All right. And he's a very logical person, well-educated person, brilliant man, and he is asking questions, who, who can be against if God is for us? That means nobody else can against you and me because God is for us. You know, then, therefore, is his favorite scripture, uh, favorite word, say that the uh, uh, as a conclusion, as a result of the previous statement, then, therefore, if God is for us, who can be against us? Nobody. The love of God in Christ Jesus is to protect. We are protected, amen? Well protected. The love of God in Christ Jesus is protection. I want you to know, Wherever you go, whatever you do, we are well protected. Uh, scripture Hebrew 10, 13, uh, 5, 13, 5 says that the, uh, God has promised us. The promise of Jesus Christ is this. I will never leave thee and forsake thee. That means his presence with us wherever we go, whatever we do. And I want you to feel and touch the presence of Jesus Christ. Not only in the church like this, but uh, uh, as you drive, as you work, even though as you have some problems and you have a face with the difficulties, and yet you can feel and touch the presence of Jesus Christ. Wherever you go, whatever you do, he never leave you and forsake you. That's the promise of God. Promise of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's in the first P. I, I uh, heard a story that one uh, Saturday afternoon, retired couple driving pickup truck, and the man is driving, and his wife is sitting way far right, 
and had to stop in front of a red signal. And the lady looked over one young boy and girl couple in red sports car, and they were waiting for the signal, and this girl was sitting on the boy's lap and hugging and kissing, something like that. And some young people do that, I believe. <laughs> and this lady, retired man's wife, looked upon them and said, toward her, you know, face toward her husband, said, Honey, we used to be so close like them, but how come so far away? This man said he didn't turn his head toward his wife. What do you mean by that? I'm not the one who moved away from you. You are the one who moved away from me. <laughs> exactly the same way. We, we are the ones separated from God because of our sins. God keeps his position. He touched the handle of all this universe. He cannot leave. And we are the ones who are away, turned away and separated away from God. But to thank God, he sent his son, Jesus Christ. Let him die on the cross and brought us back to him. That is so-called theological term, uh, redemption. Means buy again. We are redeemed and we are well protected. Let's move on second, next uh, verse, verse 32. Uh, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give, give us all things? Again, second question. He did not spare his son, then he can give everything to us, for us. Yes, that's true. And you are parents and grandparents, I believe, and you love to give something good to your children, to your grandchildren. How many of you are grandparents here this morning? Most of you are young people, so, oh, so, so early, so young, huh? Young grandma, grandpa, okay. Oh, I know when you get young, you got married, that's why you become grandpa and grandma. <clears throat> I'm grandpa seven times, seven times, let me tell you. I love them so they are precious. And somebody told me that if you love your grandson, grandchildren that much, we should have grandchildren first. But it cannot happen. You know, I know. Uh, I remember when I came here for the first time, bumper stickers somebody has you know, on the car said, happiness is being grandpa, grandparent. I realized, I realized that, and uh, uh, I lived with grandchildren together, you know, all of my children, about three months or three months, I, I mean three years and three years and something like that. But when I lived with the grandchildren together, you know, I go on a trip like this and I come home, and this kiss came to me and embraced me, gave me a big hug, and Grandpa, we have missed you, we loved you, and... What did you bring for me today, this time? <laughs> Being a grandpa cost a lot of money. <laughs> you are not yet, kids. But we love them. We want to give more and more and more. Why? Because we love them so much. 
Exactly the same way. God loves us so very much, and he wants to give more and more and more, anything and everything. The love of God in Christ Jesus is provision, provide. Look at the Israelites in the wilderness for 40 years. They couldn't farm, they couldn't get the clothing and shoes and nothing in the you know, desert for 40 years. But my Bible says that the well provided, they did not even make the fit. Why? God has provided. They need water? Yes, provided by God. They need food? Yes, God provided them. Everything. For 40 years, think of that. The love of God in Christ Jesus is provision. I, I love that. One of my favorite scriptures is Philippians 4.19 says, And my God shall supply all your needs. I am glad because not somebody else's God, but my God. And provide not some, but all your needs according to his riches and glory, our Lord Jesus Christ. And I, I, I'm satisfied. Thank God. Everything what I needed, the Lord has provided. When I came to America for the first time, large family, my mother was with us at a time, four little ones, my wife, seven people in my family, moving from one country to another. All the money that I had in my pocket was $52. Whether you believe or not, $52, that was everything we had. But God has provided through one church down in San Diego. Oh, the couple came up to Los Angeles airport. You know, uh, uh, he was surprised because we didn't have much, you know, even luggages. And he went down and began to uh, call his church members and pastors. And then next few days, he showed me around. And the garage sales, you know, very interesting for the first time. And I didn't know what's going on. At the Saturday night, he brought me to a fellowship hall, and as I got into the room and uh, dried, you know, tree there, and I saw uh, green papers, ten dollars, twenty dollars, you know, all kinds of money. It was just funny, look, you know, very interesting. But they did all the things for our family. Everybody brought something used to furnitures, you know, what we needed. And also, last of all, he. A pastor handed over to me a little box. I opened it up, and there was a key. And I said, uh, thank you for the key. <laughs> and everybody was laughing like you were. And then the pastor asked me, do you know what the key is for? I don't know. Maybe your mayor gave it to me. No. <laughs> and he was pointing. I never forget. Toyota Datsun, small Toyota Datsun, outside of the parking lot. And he was pointing that car and said, that key is for that vehicle. One of the deacons of the church donated his car, 29,000 miles on it, so that I could use it. I learned here in America how to drive with a stick shift for the first time. I never touched, you know, a handle of a car in Korea at a time. You know, if somebody has a car, that means he's a millionaire. <laughs> but anyway... All the money from money trees and the garage sales together, that was good enough to make a first payment of the apartment that we rented. 
And that was a humble beginning of our lives here in America. Of course, we went through all kinds of problems and difficulties and situations, but let me tell you, God never failed. Probably I did fail him several times, but God has never failed. He has been faithful and provided what we need. Four of our children, well education, and the two of them are preachers, one west side, one east side. His dad is, you know, traveling across the country. And I thank God for my family, all four of them saved. And I was privileged to lead every one of them, my children, to the Lord Jesus Christ. And plus, with my own hand, I baptized them, every one of them. Even my mother, I baptized my mother. I became a Christian for the first time in my entire family, but to thank God today. And my sister is well involved with the church. She got saved. And one of her boys, my nephew, is a pastor of a free world Baptist church in Fresno, California. Think of that. The Lord has been good to us. Same Jesus Christ who provided everything for me will provide what you need. Not only, you know, uh, so-called financially, but every way, spiritually, every way, whatever we need. Okay, let's move on. Uh, third P, as uh, 32 and then 35. Who shall lay anything to the uh, charge of God's elect? It is God that they, uh, justifies. Who is he that condemneth? Who? Who can condemn you? And that's another question. Why? We are saved, our sins are forgiven, then who can condemn you? Devil. Devil tried to say that, oh, you are not saved. You are still sinners. Devil tried to say that. But let me tell you, my Bible says that, who can condemn it? That means nobody else can condemn you and me. Why? Because we were justified just if we never sinned. We are justified and uh, we are redeemed so nobody can condemn us. The love of God in Christ Jesus is pardon. I'm glad I'm forgiven, aren't you? Even one single sin, Jesus did not leave. All the sins, he died for all the sins, even the whole world, sins of the whole world. Past, Present, future, and the people live in guilty complex, even though they go to church. But let me tell you, everybody inside of the church building today, all over the world, not Christian, not born again. Like when Jesus uh, was preaching here and there, and a lot of people followed him, and among them, some scribes and the Pharisees try to criticize what Jesus is teaching. So not everybody inside of a church building, even this morning, all the churches here in Michigan, not Christian yet. They are still living in guilty complex. Oh, scared. But we are not scared of anything because we are forgiven. The love of God in Christ Jesus is pardon. Let's move on. Fourth P, 
and verses uh, uh, 35 to 37, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Another question, Apostle Paul asking, who shall separate you and me from the love of God? And he tried to mention several things which is, might be possible try to separate you and me from the love of God, such as, uh, oh, tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. But to look at that uh, verse, you know, uh, 37. Nay, in all these things we are uh, more than conquerors. You and I are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Love of God in Christ Jesus is power. Power of love is the most strong weapon, I believe, in the world. Nothing is. Most powerful weapon is the love of God. Love of God can touch sick people, wicked people, and melt their hearts away. Why? Because love of God is such a strong and powerful. Yes, we have seen a lot of people, you know, spend their lives and try to destroy their bodies with all kinds of drugs and dope, and then the love of God touched them, and they just melt away, their heart melt away because of the power of love of Jesus Christ. So love of God in Christ Jesus is power. Powerful weapon you and I have. Praise the Lord. Nothing else, nothing else can try to destroy you and me because we are well protected and we are forgiven and we are provided and also we uh, have a power, such power, empowered of the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, Psalm, 1, Psalm 23, first verse says, The Lord is my shepherd, and go ahead. We shall not want, right? Literally, we have nothing to want because the Lord is my shepherd. One of my American chaplain's friends some years ago shared his testimony. He was stationed in Korea, and every Thursday morning, he got a phone call from his sergeant and asked him, what scripture are you going to use? What is the sermon title? Something like that, because his sergeant was preparing church bulletin. And over the telephone, uh, he, he gave him, okay, are you ready to dictate? Yes, sir. Oh, I think uh, the, my sermon topic would be, the Lord is my shepherd. And the sergeant uh, asked him, what is the next, sir? And the chaplain said, and uh, that's enough. That's what he said. Sunday morning, he came to chapel service, opened up his church bulletin, and uh, his sermon topic is longer than he thought because his smart sergeant put it like this, the Lord is my shepherd and that's enough. <laughs> Praise the Lord, yes. The Lord is your shepherd and my shepherd, that's enough, nothing else. The problem today, a lot of young people, Jesus plus all sports car. Jesus plus a tall and handsome boyfriend. Jesus plus a beautiful young girlfriend, something like that. Jesus plus a oh, uh, second-story good house, something like that. But Jesus is enough. Amen? 
Jesus alone is enough. And he gives us power to overcome every temptation. All right. Already I gave you four P and the last P. All right. Uh, as I told you, my name is Paul Park. That's why easy uh, for you to remember five-point message. Verses 38 through 39. For I am persuaded. I'm persuaded means I'm convinced. I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, and nor hate, nor depths, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. The love of God in Christ Jesus is not only protection and uh, provision and pardon and power, but also persuasion. Persuasion. Let me tell you, you are persuaded by the power of Jesus Christ. That's why you made a decision to follow Jesus all the way through. He never left you alone. I remember I was a little boy. I was left alone, you know, three, four years old boy. And my mom went out to work with my sister, four years older than me. And I was scared. And I was hungry. And I cried a lot. Evening, sun is setting down. And I'm scared because I was afraid of darkness. But my mom still didn't come. Maybe midnight, she came with... My sister, a lot of things on her head and under her arms. And I was crying louder. I was hungry and tired. Think of a three and four years old boy, alone, whole day. And mom, my mom fixed up something uh, for me to eat and before I went to bed. Such a horrible, my childhood. And I still remember. But no more. And my father died when I was only 14 months old. Think of that. Never seen him. Never had the privilege to call him daddy. My mom was only 24 at a time, young widow lady. But the night I was saved in college student, old, you know, grown up, and I realized great big creator of this heaven and earth is my daddy. I can talk to him anytime, anywhere, every day. Dad, great, big, wonderful God is my dad. Yours too, I believe. He provided. He loves. The love of God in Christ Jesus is persuasion. All right. I was persuaded by the power of the Holy Spirit that evening I made a decision. You came to know Jesus Christ by the conviction of the Holy Spirit. You were persuaded. Not forced. Nobody can force you to uh, serve a church as a Sunday school teacher, as a choir member. Nobody can do that. But I'm glad because uh, I was persuaded by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, some years ago, I took American you know, people to Korea. And then we throughout the, traveled throughout the South Korea as, uh, you know, all two or three, uh, uh, you know, uh, 
tourist buses. And then uh, one time in Daegu, third largest city, uh, suburban of the city, and uh, uh, leper colony, children's home, uh, we were passing by, and we stopped there. And uh, these little children look horrible. Some of them missing fingers and eyes different, nose you know, twisted, you know, mouth is a little bit twisted. Look, look ugly, frankly speaking. <laughs> yeah, but let me tell you, there was a young lady, tall, beautiful, blonded lady, nurse. She was treating these children. Tall, beautiful, you know, blonded uh, nurse, uh, she was a missionary to Korea. And uh, among my group, three different cars, people came out and with a lot of cameras, and uh, one guy from Texas, a big cowboy hat he was wearing, and two or three cameras on his neck, and he was busy to take pictures, and, and he saw her. And he said to himself, oh, I wouldn't do it for a million dollars. But she heard it, and she came to with a smiling face and said, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't do either for a million dollars. And, you know, people asked, how come you are here doing this, something like that. And the lady said at the uh, 2 Corinthians 14, uh, uh, verse, I think, uh, 3, or something like that, the love of Christ, the love of Christ concentrates me. That means love of Christ persuades me to come and do this. Think of that. Think of the persuasion of the love of Jesus Christ. Oh, beautiful music team. Oh, they're wonderful. I believe, of course, they are talented, I believe. But more than that, the love of God, you know, persuaded them to do this music team. And Sunday school teachers and choir members, and you serve some area and at kitchen and providing kind of food and whatever. Whatever you do, God has called you to do because God has called us to serve. The will of God is for salvation and the will of God for sanctification and the will of God for serve. The love of God in Christ Jesus persuaded me to do this kind of a job, I, I love it. I love to travel. I love to preach. I love people. Thank God for his calling. And thank God for you and your wonderful church welcoming me and receiving me with the love of God. Praise the Lord. That's why I told you we are brothers and sisters, one great big family. We are born into God's great big family. And our God saves, our God saves. You heard, you know, uh, uh, singing team uh, sang. And how great thou art. Yes, we cannot express.
great, big, wonderful God we serve. Love of God in Christ Jesus is protection, provision, pardon, power, and most of all, persuasion. We thank God for the power of persuasion, persuaded me and you to call, to serve, to do something for his work. Shall we all stand, please? I believe, I hope, every one of you in this room is born again Christian and experienced the wonderful love of Jesus Christ. But if anyone who is here for the first time or a couple of times visiting, whatever, and you never ever experienced the love of God, the powerful love of God in your life, you know that. You know yourself better than anybody else. Sometimes even your husband don't know everything about you. Even your wife cannot know everything about you. Your children don't know everything about your parent. And your children, you don't know everything about your parents. Pastor don't know everything about you. But you know yourself better than anybody else. And God knows. Some of you want to be put, you know, uh, persuaded by the love of God so that you are able to participate in church activity and the church work and service here and there. As we quietly close our eyes and bow our heads as Holy Spirit speaks to you, and I want you to come to altar and spend just for a couple of minutes on your knees. Ask God to touch you you like to have a wonderful experience, the love of God. Lord, we thank you this morning. We thank you for this church. And we thank you for the message. Somehow, you speak to the heart of the people right now.